This is the Action Network Podcast. It's good for the win. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon. This is your NFL Week 8 betting preview with odds courtesy of BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my Action Network colleague, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. Stuck, what's going on? How much, man? I'm feeling healthy now. Last week was <laughs> one of the worst, uh, the most difficult work weeks of my life. Like, there's just, you can't take a break. I'm also doing college basketball preparation. So, like, trying to work through that was brutal. Made it out of the weekend alive. I, I think we we got swept in the Sunday six-pack. Oh, and I six. All, I lost all <laughs> three of my Sunday six-pack picks. But I went four and four overall in the NFL Wash for weekend and what I thought was going to be the worst weekend of the year. And it ended up being the case. Should have been a winning weekend. You know, I got to eat the Chiefs. Got to eat the Eagles. Clear losses. But, I mean, Washington, yeah, you look at the box, we should have won the game. And, and no world did they not cover nine and a half if that game is played 100 more times. They probably cover 99 times. Not scoring in the red zone like seven times in a row. You know, some of those – it's a high-variance sport. Some of those uh, late breaks are coming. So, uh, four and four week – it's time to get the six-pack back rolling. And like I always says, who cares? It's on to week eight. Let's get rolling. All right. We'll go to the uh, Thursday night preview between the Packers and the Cardinals. But first, three quick reminders. First, if you plan to bet on any sport ever and you still haven't downloaded the free award-winning Action Network app, what are you doing? It's got betting tools. It lets you shop for the best lines. It's got analysis from myself, Stucky, the whole Action Network team. And most importantly, it lets you track every bet that you make. Second, if you need to reference our Sunday six-pack picks anytime, all you have to do is use the Action app and follow Sunday Six-Pack because we use that account to track those picks there every Friday. And third, the Action Network podcast is looking for new podcast reviews. So if you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our producer will go through all of the reviews next week and we'll send some swag out to the best review that mentions the Sunday Six-Pack by name. All right, let's uh, let's get into this Thursday night football matchup stuff. It's not the best game, but it's the only game tonight. Let's bet Thursday night football. All right, so for this Thursday night matchup, we got the Green Bay Packers going to Arizona. They're six and a half point underdogs with a total of 50 and a half against the Cardinals, and if you're thinking, even though the Cardinals are undefeated, you're thinking maybe that line sounds a little high, you haven't been paying attention to the news, it is because probably the Packers' most important player outside of Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, on the COVID-19 list, out this week, uh, stuck. I just want to start by talking about Adams' impact to the line before we talk about the game at large, because I know that's that's a big kind of topic here. And he's one of the most, if not the most valuable 
wide receiver in terms of, of, of the spread, even though it's not a huge move. I, I know it's definitely not a, a, a non-entity here. So what, what's Adam's worth to you? I think the split is the sign's gone from three to six and a half. And yes, I agree. Number one, I have Adams rated as the most important receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's worth more on a normal week than like, which I'll get to like Zach Wilson being out. So there's like some quarterbacks that it's a half point, maybe nothing. If a quarterback's out, Devonta Adams to me worth like one and a half, two points on a normal week, but the circumstances aren't normal this week for three primary reasons, in my opinion. One, it's a short week. So, you know, trying to adjust and you're playing on the road. So trying to adjust the offense without him with only a couple days of preparation, that hurts Two, There's cluster of injuries here, right? Like MVS, your deep threat has been on IR with a hamstring injury. Lazard is also, you know, is also on the COVID list. So he won't play. So it's a cluster of injuries. You know, your defense is still missing a lot of key pieces, primarily Jair Alexander, and you're playing one of the best offenses in the NFL. So what does that mean? you're probably not going to get a lot of stops. So that means you're going to have to keep up. All right. So this isn't like you're playing the bears and the totals 43 and you can run the ball and you're not going to have to score as much. So your, your offense is even more important, but why Adams is so important is what he's one. He's, he's so good. And two, the drop off to his replacement is big. And that's really what matters talking about impact to the point spread. So yeah, it's massive here. And there's just, it's hard for me, you know, so to me, it's like in this particular spot, he's worth maybe, all the injuries together, the wide receiver injuries, but primarily it's Adams in a short week against, you know, playing a good offense, which means you got to keep up. And he's so critical on third downs and just keep, I mean, everything. So, and that he would have been great in this fast track. So I, it's, I think it's closer to like a field goal here mm-hmm. yeah. uh, of total impact with Adams being out. And then I just try to make, trying to play the game out. I mean, the Packers defense has been, awful and I know last week like Heineke falls down at the one and they drop wide open touchdown passes but their defense has been really bad and look at the quarterbacks they faced I mean it has not been a murderer's row of offenses the Packers have faced no Jair Alexander is really where you're going to feel it here you haven't gone up against the most prolific offenses in the NFL now you're going up against an offense that can spread you out with very good receivers you can't really defend the run either. How are you going to contain Murray and, and all these receivers? It's a tough ask for this Green Bay defense on a short week. So I think this Arizona team remains overvalued in the market. Like I, I see people talk about, should they be number one in the power ratings? Like, no, who cares if they're seven and oh, I don't care about their record. And I think that the line is actually like a little inflated here. Like if, even if I account like three or four points, it's still a little inflated for, you know, the wide receiver situations, but it's hard for me to want to jump in on this Green Bay defense against Arizona's offense, their offense without Adams and Lazard on the short week. So for me, I don't even mind Arizona in like a tease or a money line parlay. It's a pass and it's a tough spot for Green Bay. I wish this game was like next Monday night when both teams had their full decks because this game really could go a long way in determining number one overall seed in the NFC, which is obviously important as with the lone buy. Yeah, I think you hit it on a key point is just this cluster injury on a short week. I mean, Adams is responsible for 42% of their receiving yardage, 32% of their third down targets, 32% of their third down catches. I mean, you and you take him out, and this is what, I mean, it kind of goes overlooked, but these receivers are like running wind sprints with, with Adams in the game. Like they're pretty much invisible. Tunyon, Lazard had a couple of, you know, decent games, but most of these guys have been invisible for much of the year. 
because and Adams could draw the coverage away from them. They're getting single covered and they're still not really getting the ball, still not getting open. So without Lazard and Adams, I mean, these guys are going to be blanketed by Arizona, I think. And Arizona, I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed with their secondary, but you know they can rush the passer. Rodgers hasn't been good under pressure. I mean, he's been a bottom five quarterback under pressure with Adams. Imagine you take that out. It's just going to be a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of AJ Dillon. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the game goes under, you know, just because Green Bay struggles to score. But uh, I agree. I like it uh, in a tease the most because now you get above six to the six and a half, may even get to seven. Uh, I think you just kind of tease it down, expect Arizona to win this game on a short week. We always talk about how tough it is when you're the inferior team to win uh, as a dog on Thursday night on the short week. So that that's that would be my play in this one, the tease. Yeah. Cancel, cancel Thursday night football. Um, I'm so tired of it. You have all these things that, that happen, like with injuries, and and then you get this this marquee NFC matchup, which could decide seeding is like going to be played with a shorthanded Green Bay team. But you mentioned all those stats with Adams, and like there's there's certain things you can't like you can say like here's third down targets, yeah, and which are all big, but like just think back on the highest leverage plays. For the Packers offense like that's he Adams is making those but think about last last week fourth and three Ooh, in, across in his the body. red zone across and, his you know, body Rodgers goes across his body but Adams knows to come back there and where to go and then um they just have really good chemistry in that sense third down catches on the sidelines that he makes like it's just um yeah it's a tough ass for Green Bay I, I, I agree I think the if you're going to play the total look at the under I expect Green Bay to just come out play really slow try and shorten this game and just run 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 against the vulnerable run defense of arizona but uh it's a tough ask for green bay here Matt, wow i mean coming into the year imagine if you saw arizona starting eight and oh like eight and oh that's even for you know even for cardinal fans i don't know if they imagine that they would have a chance to start eight you know by beating the packers here so uh well, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping arizona rolls here and uh then we can get San Francisco at home next week. We should have beat them in the first oh. meeting but with a, a good dog, a good home dog number. I think that's where they take their first loss. I don't, I don't even want to talk about San Francisco right now. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into uh, the Sunday six pack presented by the athletic brewing company. Thirsty for action. Let's crack open the Sunday six pack. It's on to week eight. Uh, it's tied up at 21. You hit your total. For the first pick of the week eight Sunday six pack, I am going with the New England Patriots plus five and a half at the LA Chargers. And I have a huge difference between this number and the number on the market. I actually got a six. Now it's going back down. So I think once it got to six, I think Sharp started hitting it. But I have this at three. Uh, first of all, these two teams are pretty much evenly matched. You look at DVOA, New England is 13th, four spots better than the Chargers at 17th. You look at net points per drive, New England is 13th at 0.12, and the Chargers are only one spot better at 12th and at 0.13. Another metric you can look at, simple rating system, which is just schedule-adjusted margin of victory, New England 0.5, the Chargers 0.4. So pretty much every metric you look at, these are evenly matched teams. If you kind of understand this home field advantage thing, we know it's been dwindling across the NFL. It's, it's up a little bit from COVID last year, obviously, but 
the Chargers historically have one of the most non-existent home field advantages. You know, if you've seen any primetime games with them, you know, a lot of times you see half the stadium being filled with fans from the other team. So not a huge home field advantage for the Chargers. And then even though they're coming off a bye, like if their lack of home field advantage probably would essentially offset any kind of huge bump you would give to them. So uh, this is still a, you know, with two evenly matched teams, I, I don't know how you are getting all the way up to five and a half, six here with this line. And then you look at the little things that could not only give New England a chance to cover the number, but win out, right? New England is 12th in special teams DVOA. The Chargers are dead last. That's been a big issue. And that's still, these are the kind of teams that Bill Belichick can get an edge on, you know, when teams that just don't do the little situational things um, well, we knew the Chargers were going to be in some from in for some regression on third down and fourth down. Um, and that's what they've been kind of living off of, which is why their underlying metrics don't look good. We started, started to see some of that uh, in the loss to the Ravens. This is a team that, you know, they are going to be hungry. Um, Belichick and the Patriots beat them 45 nothing last year in Foxborough. But that still tells you a lot because that was still Justin Herbert. I know it was different coaches, but, I mean, they just thoroughly outplayed them. Belichick off a 17-point win, uh, a blowout. Usually you expect letdowns. Belichick since 2003 off a 17 or more point uh, blowout. It's 49, 29, and 3, 63% against the spread. Um, so you'd expect like inflated lines with Belichick and Brady in the past, and they were still covering these numbers the next week off a of blowout. Look, fellas, I am sick of this, shit, okay? I can't stand much more of this. It's a joke. It's a joke. The Patriots can keep this close, kind of like the Dallas game. You know, we saw the Patriots hang in there against Dallas. Yes, they ended up losing by by six in overtime. So if you could get this line at six, you know, I would like it there even more, but I still think this is a field goal spread, you know, and, and the market is about a, a nearly a field goal too high in this one. So I love the Patriots here plus five and a half against the chargers. I don't, I don't see much, too much value in this one. I am a bit concerned about the Patriots secondary now. I mean, obviously they let Gilmore go. Jonathan Jones, their primary slot is out for the year. McCourty was banged up. He wasn't on the injury report today, which was good, but he couldn't finish that Jets game. But they had Miles Bryant playing safety and Mills in the slot last week. Obviously, it didn't hurt them against the Jets in a blowout, but that it could here against the Chargers. And that 45-0 win actually came last year in Los Angeles. That was on the road. Oh, and in a oh. game In a game where the Patriots only had 120 yards passing and averaged 3.8 yards per rush. With Cam Newton at quarterback, and it was funny because you mentioned the special teams, which is definitely uh, something to consider here because the Patriots basically won that game on like yeah. special teams plays and Chargers special teams mistakes. I will say, you know, New England's not really getting much pressure right now. Their secondary's banged up, so they, it could they could uh, be in for a long day against the Chargers. The Chargers did at least sign Dustin Hopkins as a kicker. Now he's not a great kicker, but it's not Tristan Vizcaino. Um, I can't believe it took them this long to sign another kicker uh, just shocking an NFL an NFL franchise would do that uh Chargers could get Justin Jones and Drew Tranquil back Tranquil will be big for their run defense but that's where I think you're hoping that the Patriots can really take advantage of the Chargers because they've been one of the worst run defenses yeah. in the NFL that's what the Patriots want to lean on here uh so they should have some success on the ground they should control the trenches with their offensive line I mean, Chargers defense, I mean, bottom five line yards are allowing 5.4 yards per carry. That's the worst in the NFL. The one thing to keep in mind here is it could be the Chargers fourth down variance. Like, you know, if you have the dog, so that's good in, in this case. is There's going to be a couple plays here that could make or break this game. 
Whereas the, the Patriots are now like really conservative on fourth downs. Like this is one of the most conservative coaches on fourth downs in Belichick versus maybe the most aggressive. So a couple of those Chargers decisions on fourth down could go a long way. I just want to, I want to, this is more of a measuring stick game for Mac Jones for me because the Patriots have three wins over the Jets and Texans. Like they beat the Jets twice and the Texans once. Now they played the Cowboys and Bucks tough at home and they should have beat the Dolphins at home. So it's been an odd team and they actually outplayed the Saints at home. But I want to see what Mac Jones can do on the road. It helps. This isn't really uh, a nasty environment, but uh, there are some advantages here for the Patriots, but I don't see a ton of value in it, but I will wish you luck, my friend. Oh, yeah, we got him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's got who. For my first pick and the second overall of the Week 8 Sunday six-pack, back to my roots this week. Last week, I had there was nothing to pick from. I had to go, like, laying, laying, laying points with the Chiefs. Let's go with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, I broke a semi, I'm breaking a semi-promise here. Last year, I only bet the Jets one time, uh, and they covered. Maybe didn't deserve to against the Bills in a game with like 11 field goals. I bet them one time this year so far. I think it's the only game they covered uh, against the, the Titans at home. I said this hopefully will be the only time I'm betting them this year. Well, we're going back to the well here uh, with Mike White. My guy, Mike White, West of Kentucky kid, who's like, if you think about it, the name, he's like a white quarterback named Mike White. It's like a, it would be like a, <laughs> in a video game where they come up with like the standard white quarterback. Like he would be named Mike White, right? Like, but uh, actually. Smart, smart guy, not, not too fast. Yeah. Pretty, pretty heads up player though. <laughs> so they brought in Flacco. I, they've already said White's going to start, by the way. Yeah, Flacco. I don't know if Flacco's eligible because of the COVID rules. I don't yeah. know who the. They said, they said the he's, he's likely going to be inactive because he's not going to join the team until Friday. Yeah, I don't know who's the backup then. That's what I want. I don't know. Maybe they. Uh, Josh Johnson wild. was was uh, elevated. Yeah, I was hoping they maybe run like Wildcat with Crowder or something. All right. Um. So anyway, back to this. I bet the Jets plus ten and a half at BetMGM. Here's this line is just. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Jets are any good. Uh, they just came off of a bye week to a team they already played a couple weeks before in division, and they gave up 600 yards to the Patriots in an absolute blowout. The team is no, is not good. It's one of the worst teams in the NFL. But I, I don't play teams. I play numbers. So let's just take a look at this game. Before last week, the look-ahead line for this game, which I had spot on, was Bengals minus three and a half. Three and a half. So now we're up to ten and a half. How do we get here? Well, the Bengals went on the road to Baltimore. I think the preseason line was like a pick, by the way. The Bengals went on the road, had one of the most dominant, impressive victories of the season, and crushed the Ravens just for, in every facet. Games like that are going to happen, though. But you bump them. You're not bumping an NFL team three points in your power ratings for one week, no matter what they do. They could have won 100 to nothing. So I, you, but let's bump them a, about a point and a half, which is what I did. All right, the Jets get crushed off of a bye. I downgraded about one and a half points. That's a full field goal for these two teams. Okay, that puts the spread at six and a half points. All right, well, Zach Wilson got hurt. And now you have Mike White coming in. Who cares? Zach Wilson has been the worst quarterback. He's been the worst quarterback in the NFL this year by far. I mean, he had one decent outing when he a couple of these long bombs got pretty lucky were caught when I had them against the Titans. I don't have a, a single point drop off between Zach. It just can't get any worse from Zach Wilson and my guy, Mike White, who, by the way, at one point was one for one for one touchdown 
with the highest quarterback rating in NFL history last week. His first pass was a touchdown. Well, if I have to say, let's be conservative here in a half point, okay, I'm seven. You could say one point, which I disagree with. I mean, Zach Wilson has been as bad as bad can be. Like, you can't get any worse than he's been. All right, so we're at seven and a half now. I mean, there's how am I getting the 10 and a half here? Throw on top of that, the Bengals off their on their third straight road game, off their biggest win in franchise 10, 15 years, beating the Ravens regular season. They're getting all this love, third straight road game. They got the Browns next week. Now you go to the lowly Jets. I mean, talk about a flat spot. This is a team that barely beat the – this is a sole team that barely beat the Jaguars at home. They got shut out in the first half. Jaguars are just as bad of a secondary as the Jets do. This is still a Zach Taylor-led team who can go out and lay an egg play calling any day of the week. So uh, this is a team that was just a three-point favorite in Detroit against the Lions. Now it's ten-and-a-half-point favorite because Zach Wilson is out? My God. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 played the number. I mean, I do agree from like a spot perspective. Like I had, I think I have the line eight and a half. So I am off on this too. I doubt I'm going to bet it just because, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of variance in this game. Scare money don't make money. Hey, hey. Scared money don't make money. You know, you're right. The young Jeezy did say that. I do like to quote that, but uh, I don't know. It's just a 